0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Chattanooga whiskey. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschick. Andy, how are you doing today?
1: You know, not too bad. I mean, I... You know, had a good Thanksgiving, got a little bit burned from uh, smoking the turkey, but not too bad. Survived. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, you always got to be careful. I see so many of those
0: videos on barstool sports of people dropping the turkey in that deep fryer and just like fires exploding in their
1: faces. That's why Um, you got to use a grill to smoke it, not the uh, deep frying method.
0: Yeah, too bad our trigger was broken. Uh, and we, cause our plan was just to, it uh, was to smoke it and we couldn't, but yeah, Thanksgiving, uh, all, you know, went over well. You were out in uh, California for yours, right?
1: Yeah, I was out in California. You were, uh, still here in Cincinnati. That's correct. Having to entertain two families. That's right.
0: One on Thursday and one on Saturday, hers and mine. Uh, so yeah, it was a good time. So you were in the Bay area?
1: Yep. About 30 ish minutes North of the Bay area, uh, San Francisco area out there in California, you know, had fun a lot of greener and warmer weather than here. Right. Uh around then. Lots
0: of turkey, lots of yeah. so lots of family or just the parents or eh,
1: just close family, just close. direct relatives. Gotcha. Um Gotcha. Very cool. Just cuz reasons, just a lot of stuff going on we could not connect with uh, more family.
0: Gotcha. So uh, hopefully it was fun. Hopefully there's a lot of football and food and and, yeah. or, and drinks as well.
1: Hopefully. Oh yeah. A lot of all that. That's
0: exactly what ours was and uh you know, football, food, turkey. Drinking, lost some money, won some money, saw some family. Typical stuff. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, it uh, sounds like we both had a great time. Hopefully you all did as well. Um, and of course, we got Christmas coming right around the corner, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that soon. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll, sure. But uh, in the meantime, without further ado, Andy, why don't we jump right on in, tell the folks everything they need to know about
1: Chattanooga Whiskey. Of course. So this is uh, Chattanooga Whiskey. Another Tennessee whiskey in our series. Um, technically, they classify themselves as as a Tennessee bourbon, not a Tennessee whiskey like uh, Jack Daniels and a few other notable Tennessee whiskeys do. Yeah. Um. At least on their labels, they do that. Uh, and they were original, originally founded in 2011 with the mission to uh, bring back whiskey to the people so to speak um and so this was something that when they initially started you know they started out actually sourcing i think from either Dickel or i think actually MGP um Lawrenceburg Distillers at the time but what is now MGP i um to in the industry uh sourcing from them to produce their product um and it wasn't about until 2014 or 2015 that it, they actually just started distilling their own product themselves hmm. down there in a Chattanoog- Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee, you yeah. know, something that, you know, they, of course, were the first distilling brand. They weren't the first distilling brand in Chattanooga or the Tennessee, um hundred years but they were the first distillery to actually begin distilling in the city of Chattanooga Tennessee in about a hundred years in that city at least uh, and it was something that they kind of started with the uh, vote whiskey campaign for anybody that knows um, to start bringing back that whole distilling heritage that Chattanooga had because uh, prior to prohibition at least Chattanooga had about 30 to 40 different uh, distilleries within its city limits. Um, And and then, of course, that slowly dwindled away uh, between about 1910 to 1915, all the way to about 2010, 2011-ish timeline uh, when Chattanooga whiskey came along. Um, And, you know, as I mentioned, it was something that, you know, they started in order to try and get their home county, Hamilton County, Tennessee, To legalize distillation, because after um, the federal prohibition um, ban was legalized in I think 1933 ish, Um, there's only about three counties that were allowed where you were allowed to distill uh, whiskey or just anything in Tennessee. Uh, Lincoln County, which of course is famous for Jack Daniels. And then two other counties, one of which is famous for George Deckel, or what is now George Deckel at least. Um, and, you know, and it was about, you know, they started that campaign in 2010, 2011, and then it was about 2014, 2015 that that campaign um, was successful in actually getting 41 or 38 dish additional counties to bring in the total to 41 counties in Tennessee, um, allowing the legal distillation of uh, whiskey or any other liquor. Um, and of course, that was something in, you know, that was something that really, it wasn't until about 2009 that, you know, most counties, that was when most counties kind of were allowed to just do some distillation or brewing a beer or things like that. But it really wasn't until then, until about that 2014-2015 period, I think that really those 41 counties in total could distill and everything. Okay. Um, and, of course... Before you know, we go any further, yeah, something very important something we thought special. here, sir. So Cheers.
0: Cheers. Salud.
1: Um. So, you know, very it's something... Good. Yeah, it's very good. Um. And of course, it was something that, you know, once the law passed, they were actually the first, as I mentioned, the first legal distillery in Chattanooga since 1915. So pretty much not only like 96 years to the year since it was banned in Chattanooga's county, Hamilton County, Tennessee, um, they were the first distillery allowed to even operate. And then it was 100 years, almost, I think, to the, date. I don't know the specific date that they started distilling their own juice in 2015, but it's about a hundred years, at least to the year that, um, since prohibition was enacted in Tennessee, because it was a lot stricter, because Tennessee enacted their own far stricter prohibition laws prior to the federal prohibition, um, ban that went into effect in the late 19, 19 teens to early 1920s, um, with the 18th amendment, um, you know, it it was something that, you know, they were the first one in the Chattanooga, um, city limits to start distilling again in a hundred years. Um, and it was something that, you know, they, they first opened their doors in about 2011 ish, as I mentioned on their first, um, on their first distilling operations within the city limits. And then it was about 2015 or 2016. Then they op- or, uh, opened up um, their second um, Whiskey Riverfront headquarters, uh, you know, where they have their, like their lounge and some of their experimental distilling, everything that they do there. So... Um, you know, and their, their initial location was right across from the Chattanooga Choo Choo, uh, which of course was right along that area. Um, that railroad area in Chattanooga was about initially, you know, hundred, 150 years ago was where they had a whole bunch of distilleries, uh, in the city limits. But, you know, of course they have their two operations there. Um, the Chattanooga Whiskey Experimental Distillery and the Chattanooga Whiskey Riverfront Headquarters. Hmm. Uh, the Experimental Distillery, as I think, where they do most of their distilling operations, and then the Whiskey Riverfront Headquarters, um, I think, is actually where they have more of their visitor entertainment stuff, like their restaurant. How far
0: are those from each other? <sighs>
1: I didn't. I don't remember exactly like mileage, how far they are from each other. But they're like relative in the same relative area. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're both literally within Chattanooga city limits. Gotcha. So maybe probably within five to seven miles. I just I don't remember exactly how far yeah. distance wise no, they are. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, cool. And of course, during those first few years, as I mentioned, um, it was something that you know they had to source their whiskey because they had, literally what? until uh, twenty. 2009 to 2011 there was nothing in chattanooga that was you were allowed to distill so they kind of had to you could source things you could just could not distill it yourself
0: so you could sell it you just couldn't make it there
1: basically yeah at least as i understand uh tennessee law with it gotcha um and you know it's a whole bunch of uh history there you know with this city even beyond just chattanooga distillery um, you know, dating back to the 1860s-ish, uh, as I was mentioning, you know, there's about, between about 1860 and 1900, uh, they were a huge distilling hub in the area, almost rivaling, uh, the Jack Daniels area, uh, Lincoln County, um, Tennessee, and even Kentucky. Um, you know, they had 30 distilleries within the city limits and 96 or 98 liquor dealers. <laughs> Um, and, of course, it was about 1909, that was specifically when, in Tennessee, um, Prohibition came into effect, which was 10 years prior to when federally, Prohibition came into effect with the 18th Amendment. Gotcha. Um, you know, it was, they, of course, then had, in Tennessee specifically, two, two years-ish before Prohibition federally went into effect, they had the Bone Dry Bill, Um which outlawed distilling, possession, distribution, literally anything related to hmm. having alcohol.
0: Even possession.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was... Tennessee was one of the few states that was very...
0: They did not like alcohol. <laughs> they
1: didn't... Yeah. They did not mess around at that time. Which is funny they,
0: considering uh, there's such a big alcohol dis- distilling
1: yeah. state. And they're, you know, literally right next door well, to the biggest. one of the biggest well, one of the whiskey biggest, but, distilling states.
0: Well, Kentucky's probably the biggest, right?
1: <laughs> I would argue. I mean, and unless you want to include... probably
0: top five, I would guess, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say probably Tennessee, in terms of liquor, Tennessee and Kentucky, at least in the United States, are probably two of the biggest, if not the two biggest right. distilling states. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you have, like, California, Washington, Oregon for wine, things like that, but distilling... Um, they're probably the two biggest for sure so they were they were you know kind of very very pro bible belt prohibition with that yeah um
0: the uh, the Chattanooga whiskey uh, distil- distillery I don't, I don't know if I'm seeing the actual distillery or just the the front that's kind of like the the area that you were mentioning where you can do like tastings and they've got food and stuff, but it looks like a relatively small operation. But I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, in some ways, it reminds me of Michter's a little bit in the way they have a little their bit. setup. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I think it's a lot of you know a lot of a lot of brick and wood and um, kind of a modern look, um, but not a huge operation. But I do like the vibe, um, and you, you can tell they're definitely an up and comer. But the quality of the whiskey is also really good. Which, oh yeah, very uh, good. You have to that's of course going to be one of the main factors you have to consider which how long so how long exactly did you say they've been around
1: so they've been around since 2011 so about a decade gotcha. 10 to 11 years now um you know but really actually distilling their own uh mash bills and everything only about 7 years now 6 gotcha. 7 years yeah so they're, uh,
0: they're pretty new um but packing a punch for how how yeah how, for how good how and how young they are
1: yeah Uh, And
0: Chattanooga is a a lovely city. Oh yeah, kind of in the mountains there, super pretty rivers and lots of fun things to do. And just like it's a perfect area. It's really just nice. uh, One of those nice medium-sized like southern towns. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of it I highly recommend People checking it out And of course Checking out the, the, the Distillery Yeah um, And it's funny too Because there's a lot of A lot of those Tennessee distilleries At least like Dickel and Chattanooga And Jack Daniels They're all kind of Right there Relatively close They're all kind of Like southern Southern eastern Tennessee Um And so I'll be interested to see when we look into some of the other ones to see exactly where they're located. I just think it's funny that more of these distilleries are in the southern part of Tennessee as opposed to the northern part that borders Kentucky. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I would be very interested in trying to see if there's any more that, like, southern or western um, that do that as opposed to the ones closer to, you know, some of the bigger Kentucky distilling towns like Lexington or Louisville. Absolutely. Um, You know, of of course, it's something that, you know, they, they very much, being a bourbon, they follow a lot or classifying themselves as a bourbon, they, you know, follow a lot of what, uh, Kentucky does. You know, they're a, uh, a three grain, but kind of four different ways they do it. Um, mash bill of 75% yellow corn, 25% malted grains, uh malt, uh, being split between malted rye and then two different variations of a malted barley, both caramel and honey malted barley. And then they, um, end up doing a temperated method distilling where they control basically as much as they can over a seven day period um, control the temperatures within the mash bill and distilling um, wort to distill it. Um, And they still, of course, you know, use that Lincoln County process that Jack Daniels and Dickel and so many other Tennessee uh, whiskeys use yeah, um, to filter out what they perceive as some of the impurities in the whiskey. Um, and then they end up putting, um, you know, aging it in 53 gallon, uh, oak barrels that have been both, do- both toasted and charred and then finished in, um, 4,000 gallon charred oak Solera barrels, uh, which are more for Solera aging. You know, I know we discussed that in, um, our blade and bow episode, but that's more of like a wine aging method a little bit. Hmm. And then, uh, they end up, they only make it about a two or three year old product uh, that's non chill filtered. Once they bottle it,
0: I'm sure once they get even more established, they'll probably make some longer aged ones. They're probably yeah. already aging. So I, I think they ones. might
1: have some longer aged ones yeah, now, I'm but sure, they just initially. really wanted
0: to make sure that they're selling as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they, you know, when they were initially starting, they had about a hundred different barrels, um, tastes that they were going for among a hundred different barrels. Nice. And it was barrel number 91 that they kind of decided on. They were like, this is the best taste out of all a hundred barrels. So we want to try and as best as we can replicate that within our, um, within our end product going forward. And so of course, you know, that is now within their, a whole bunch of different products that they offer. Um, you know, their cask strength 111 proof, which is um, an unfiltered barrel strength product. Uh, the 91 proof Solera barrel finished, which is the one we're trying today. Yep. Uh, of course, all their different single barrels that they have. Um, a 99 proof rye, and then a bunch of different experimental batches, um, and finished batches that they've tried, among others. Um, so you know, that's. I think that's about everything about the history, you know, the last decade of history that Chattanooga whiskey is going on. I'm excited for the future. Perfect. I'm excited to uh, give this one a taste. Absolutely.
0: All right, folks, get yourself a glass poured of the 91 proof Chattanooga whiskey, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and do the tastings all right folks we have the glass we have a glass port now of the chattanooga whiskey 91 proof and uh so we're gonna dive into our tations here and of course as always we're gonna start with the nose
1: kind of a light nose to me it's
0: very light yeah i don't think it's very complex at all actually i'm not getting a ton of notes from it
1: yeah 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 the nose is not super super complex on the on this one um Yeah. But not like in a bad way, not complex to me at least. No. I mean, there's
0: just, again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I just am not noticing a lot there. I'm getting a little bit of brown sugar. I'm getting some of that malted, uh, some notes of that, you know, the the notes you get in those malted uh, whiskeys. Um, But other than that, that's kind of all I'm picking up.
1: Yeah. That's about it. Maybe some of those baking spices along with the brown sugar. But other than that, exactly right. Not much.
0: Cool. Let's go ahead and uh, check out the palate. Quite smooth, yeah. I like it. Um, still getting similar malted malted grains um, and the brown sugar. I'm gonna yeah, getting that on the palate as well. Kind of a
1: bready note along with the malted grains.
0: Finishes m- medium, I would say. It sticks yeah. around for a little while. I'm noticing a lot more of the spices on the my tongue as opposed to like the back of my throat. Oh yeah. So I yeah. feel like it's a front forward uh, kind of. Long yeah,
1: you don't get too. much on the finish when you're actually swallowing it or anything so you know it's it's not a, a super long lasting finish or anything but you know it's good finish
0: i'm getting a little bit it's a little peppery as well and then i'm getting some of the similar notes on the finishes the palate and the nose it's a good the, cocktail the, whiskey the, the malt the the the, the oak um, oh it for sure it would be a great yeah, cocktail. I, I think it, it's I, I think it's good for drinking some neat it, and on the rocks too though.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's drinking it's good to drink neat, but I think just as good as it is to drink neat, it's almost with the way it right. finishes good to blend into a cocktail and finish that way. Yeah. To provide some of the some of that the finishing notes to it that would maybe make it more complex.
0: Right. Of course. And I do think it is a little hot it's a little hotter, it feels it tastes and, and feels yeah. not on the nose, but on the taste. It's a little hotter than oh yeah. A ninety than ninety what I would expect out of a ninety one proof. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because oh, no, ninety one proof is not that high. Nothing fr- for, yeah. for like a bourbon styled whiskey.
1: It almost drinks like a ninety five to a hundred proof to me. I would say yeah. Around there.
0: Yeah, I would say that as well. But it's good. And I like yeah. I like that though. I mean, because we're people, you know, we drink 115. We just, we, right before this, we had a 115 proofer. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's not anything crazy. And I had a uh, freaking stag junior, which apparently they're changing to just stag. You told, yeah. you told me before the episode. Yep. Uh, I had a stag, stag junior, soon to be stag, on, um, I forget what it was, like Wednesday or something. And uh, whew, that's like 130.2 proof, I think. Yeah. And, man, that is some, Nothing
1: some in the front heat on. coming off of that. Yeah.
0: Uh, But anyways, uh, overall, I think it's a great whiskey. They're relatively new. So this is extremely impressive out the gate. Oh, yeah. Like you said, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do moving forward into the future. Yeah. All right, folks. That's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to every every, – excuse me. Make sure you go listen to every episode of the podcast. You can get all of our podcasts on – Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really wherever there are podcasts, you can get it there. Uh, so make sure you subscribe. Leave a review on those sites. Share the episodes on your social media page. Leave a review for Distilled Discussions everywhere you can. We really do appreciate your
1: guys' support. Tag us in those posts. Absolutely.
0: We, we, we appreciate it all. Uh, have a great week. Uh,
1: pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.